0: What's Your Story, from the Lutheran Church of the Atonement, Barrington, Illinois. Uh, So, hello and welcome to the What's Your Story podcast. This is Doug Bradbury, and with me today is Leslie Hunter, who's the chaplain at Holy Family down in the city. And uh, just welcome, Leslie. Glad to have you here today. Ah,
1: glad to be here, man. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Uh, I wonder if you could start, just tell us a little bit about the relationship of uh, Lutheran Church of the Atonement and Holy Family and how we've been partnering over the years.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, Holy Family School... (laughs) on the west side of Chicago. We used to rent space uh mm-hmm. before we had our own building built on um Holman and in Arlington, uh is which is where we are now. But uh Lutheran Church of Atonement have been friends of Holy Family School I don't know, I don't know the exact number of years but but, but a lot of years, like probably towards the, v- the beginning of, you know, our existence yeah. and I've always yeah. supported us um, at the fundraisers, um even um, had some connections with the church programs as well, uh, when our church Holy Family Lutheran mm-hmm. Church in Cabrini-Green, which is where I grew up and, um, you know, where I started my ministry journey um, as a kid. They've always done the, the gifts for Christmas and things like that. So atonement's always been involved uh, with Holy Family as far back as I can remember. Yeah, and it's yeah. great.
0: We get uh, to usually about once a year you come out. To yeah, I come out to pray, about, yeah, yeah. about once
1: a year I'll come uh-huh. out to, you know, your church as well. But uh, even, even before being chaplain, I remember coming out to atonement with our youth choir mm. you know uh mm-hmm. this is uh and i was still in college and uh they had we had a little choir we were trying to do a little something <laughs> and uh yeah. and we just came out and, and, and sang on a sunday it was really it was real cool and so we've always had a pretty good relationship yeah. nice yep. nice
0: well um my daughter hope is with us in the uh, story booth today she had a couple of questions for you oh wonderful do you mind if she asked them i would love do you want to ask those hope you want me too <laughs> are you sure Okay. All right. Um, hope
1: wanted to know, how many kids do you have? I have two boys. I have two boys, uh, Evan and Jacob. Mm-hmm. And one is uh, Evan is 15 and Jacob is 12.
0: And Jacob is 12. So her yeah. next question was, do you have any babies? But those those both sound a little bit older than uh, Yeah, a little bit than older babies. than babies, yeah. right? Right, yeah. right. Um, and what else did you want to know, Hope? Was
1: that a <laughs> is it fun having kids? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. I get to see myself all over again. Uh And uh, I was just mentioning to someone, you know, when I have to discipline them, but they do the funniest stuff. And I mm. still have to be in daddy mode, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. and so I have to tell them, no, don't. don't that's not right, and you know, consequences for it. And then I go in the other room, and I'm just, ha- and I'm laughing. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying not operate. to. Oh, I'm cracking, <laughs> cause it's me all over again, uh-huh, you know. Uh-huh. And I remember, like I said in the sermon, I remember my mom. You know, she would say, "You'll understand when you get older," you know. And then yeah. I say, "Okay, mom, I get what you're talking about." <laughs> yeah. And she usually gets a phone call after they do stuff like that, and I say, "Okay, okay, yeah. okay, yeah,
0: yeah." Um, I'd I'd love to hear more about this the story you told in the sermon today. So we were talking okay. about the Ten Commandments, the Absolutely. rules. Yes. Um, uh, we were in Sunday school today. We talked about them as the Ten Best Ways. Mm. Uh, and we talked about this moment, and you know, your your mom had a lot of rules for you, like be home before the street lights come on. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But this moment for you where those went from being rules in your head to rules in your heart, to really got like what your mom
1: w- was, was about. So, I mean, we when I say we, I mean I'm the oldest of four. Mm-hmm. And um, we knew that our mother was protecting us with a lot of those rules and things like And we just kind of knew, you know, yeah. so so we, we understood. But uh, there comes a time when I guess it's a, 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 like growing up a bit and you just, you really get it. You know what I mean? It really makes a, a, a it, it, I put myself in her shoes is what it was. Because I think that b- before it's just thinking, here's what she wants, here's what I want. And then I was like, you know what? I wonder how she feels when I'm not there yet. You know, I remember start. You know, when I, when the shift changed. You know, and I started to think about how she feels, or how she might feel. Mm-hmm. How would I feel if I was the parent and it was dark? And I know. The, the kind of things that can sometimes happen, and I think that that was when the shift changed for me, and I don't remember like I said, I don't remember exactly how old I was, or, or you know it could be and and the memory could be blurred in with some, but <laughs> yeah. I remember noticing you know mm-hmm. in my at, at some point, I remember on my way home and I noticed you know, man, I hope my mom's not worried, I don't want her to worry, yeah, she must be worried right now. And uh, it could have come right after something had happened. You know what I mean? I, I, that I don't remember, but I do know just noticing my concern for how she might be feeling. You know? Yeah. And I think that's when the head knowledge becomes heart knowledge. I mean, it really says, hey, you know what? I want to obey these rules, not just because I don't want to get in trouble, but because uh, someone loves me enough to, to protect me and surround me with these rules. Yeah. yeah so... Yeah. yeah,
0: and you made that connection in your sermon too to, to the rules that God gave us Amen. in the Ten Commandments. And how do you sort of see it from God's perspective? The way you saw it from your mom's perspective? Yeah, there?
1: absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I know God must be saying, "I, you think I'm taking from you, but I'm not. I'm actually supplying you and giving you and 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 and." Pour these rules are just uh, they're meant for you you know what i mean so mm-hmm. i uh, that's how i always i usually always tie a story like mm. that to say so i guess god must even more so look at us and say hey you just trust me you know and yeah. it, it, you know trust the lord with all your heart with all your mm-hmm. mind with all your soul
0: mm-hmm. all your strength yeah amen you talked about um growing up you moved 16 times on the west side yeah and uh, Tell me a little bit more about uh, yeah what that was like to 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 be moving around so much.
1: Yeah, one day I counted. We're <laughs> not a, we are not a military family. It was just the nature of the journey. Yeah. Um, I, one thing I should have said, and I, and I did live in Flint, Michigan for a year, and I lived two places in Flint. So two of those places of the sixteen was when I mm-hmm. m- moved to Flint, and that was around when I was about. Uh, I just finished third grade, and I just started fourth grade. And so I did fourth grade in three different schools, two schools in Flint, Michigan, and then finished up one more school and we came back to mm-hmm. Chicago. I learned how to adjust to my environment through moving all the time. You feel like, oh, here we go again.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, I just met some friends. I just got established, and now we're moving again. So it's kind of bittersweet that way. The, the, the sweet side of it is that, you, you you got friends everywhere. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? You come back and it's less, I remember you man. and and but also you learn how to adjust to wherever you are, you know. I mm-hmm. just learn how to to come in, catch on. And get moving and it served me too at being a storyteller i have all these different stories to pull from and all these different places to point and even though it was like one side of town for the most part but i mean spread out a bit yeah. but but it's still different places different schools different teachers different friends different situations and so it's in my mind i have a pretty good memory but it's a grid too because i these stories come from when I was over here, uh-huh. you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's a little bit. the stories bit, and the places. Yeah, connected. Right? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So, and, uh, by, and my name is Leslie. So you know, being introduced for the first time. Hi, kids. We have a new student. Is it? Well, tell us your name. My name is Leslie. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a girl's name. You know, and, and you just get you, you get yeah. used to all of that. You you expect it. To, you know, after mm-hmm. you say it, and mm-hmm. but. Um, I don't know if I'm asking your question exactly, but... <laughs> no, and
0: I wanted, you know, you are such a fantastic storyteller, and your sermon was so rich with stories today. Appreciate that. And, you know, we're in the midst of a storytelling project mm-hmm. in the church here, trying to help people tell their stories. we got small groups going, yeah. helping people tell their stories. We're doing a big storytelling event um, later in November. I wondered if you could share with us sort of like, like how you get your stories, like yeah. what your process is like for, for coming up with stories.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I'm a story writer. Hmm. So, I write stories, I create stories. Pencil and pen was something I wrote. Mm -hmm. That was fantastic, by the way. I loved loved that, uh, love the massive alliteration. (laughs) Appreciate that, appreciate that.
0: He's the best one to alliterate on. Oh,
1: (laughs) yeah, yeah. Peter, Piper, Pick the Pepper. But, you know, so the thing with pencil and pen, I remember thinking, all I had at the beginning was a pencil has an eraser, and a pen is kind of permanent. And I said, I had no idea it was going to be an alliteration. I just started writing and then the story began to write itself and it seemed like i i was listening to the story mm-hmm. and i was like whoa whoa slow down say that again pencil <laughs> so I can, you know so i can capture this yeah i kid you not it felt like it you know i got i i said pencil was passive you know because i could kind of see pencil kind of preferring peaceful pursuits and i and then i was like oh i guess i'm going with some peas huh so i just kept going you know, uh-huh. see, I mean, and it just took on a, it took on a life of its own. Yeah. But I didn't like the the Christ is leading. I didn't know that that was going to be there until I got there and I saw mm-hmm. it. And those mm-hmm. are fun moments for me. That's been yeah. creating it. It's like I'm surprised, just you know, because it shows up, you know. And I and I'm at a point now where I expect the aha moments to show up, and I don't know if that's because they just always do. Well, I'm always looking for the aha moments in in a story if I'm writing it. Or if somebody else tells me a story, I can see the irony in that. Or I can see I'm always preaching in my head. I'm always telling a story and making a connection in my head. So even if you told me a story right now, I would be listening in such a way that I'd say, oh, that's kind of like I'm always connecting. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You're 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 listening. You're like living in the world, looking for those stories, exactly, right? And exactly. And looking for how you can use them. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And when I can't, when I don't have a story to draw from, like a personal story or a, like a poem or a pencil or a pen, to say I got a sermon coming up, then I'll just make a parable. Hmm. I'll make a i will make a, I'll make it I make it I make a story. I write a story. I'll say I'll come up and create like I have a story about the big block of ice. You know, and uh, it's not it's not an alliteration, but it's a little story about this, and it's about your purpose. And of course, ice melts, but when it melts, what does it do? It becomes water. Well, what needs water? So I had this block of ice in the field of dry grass and dry flowers, and uh, not to give the whole story, but I'm just Mm. you know what I mean. Uh So it's yeah, yeah. So it's like, how can I teach? About uh, living your life and losing yourself yeah. in order to that others might have rich life. You can almost get the story yeah, just yeah, from that little bit. That, yeah, you yeah. melting and giving life to and giving life. Everything yeah, around it. Yeah, and the ice is trying to find its purpose. It doesn't know its purpose. It's almost melting away. I'm never. I'm going to live. I'm going <laughs> to disappear, and I won't know what. I, and then all of a sudden, it looks at these flowers, that, that were bent over before, and now they're sitting up straight. It's like wow. And they're taking a drink from the water that that ice left. And mm-hmm. said, like, "Oh, my purpose. While looking for my purpose, my purpose was to simply share myself." with everyone I came in contact with, you know? So if I want to teach that lesson, I, started to, I start to see things that give of themselves, but also, you know, and that's yeah. where the ICE story came from. And mm-hmm. I got a lot of stories like that. Some of mm-hmm. them I've published, self-published, um, but a lot of them I haven't yet. They're just stories sitting, you know, mm-hmm. sitting in a folder somewhere, <laughs> sitting on a notepad. You know? what, what is it about a story that makes it memorable? You can ask someone, say, what was the sermon? Oh, it was a good sermon. Well, what did mm-hmm. he preach about? You can kind of give it, but if you, a story is, it's easy that you can just say, "Oh, it's about a boy who did this and he did that," and you can just tell it where for you know. And those are the things that really jumped out for me. I yeah. love stories. I'm, I love movies. I love. I just love stories. I Mm -hmm. I grew up on um, Brer Rabbit and Brer Fox and Brer Bear and and uh, the Jungle Book and my mother reading stories and Dr. Seuss and also in the hip hop era, you know, Mm -hmm. with with rhyming and I got a love for rhyming. I love I I saw how Dr. Seuss fit into what the Sugar Hill Gang was doing, you know, and how they were similar. You know, they weren't as different as it might seem, you know, and so uh, and how you tell a story that way. And so I'm just I'm just and I come from a family of storytellers. My father's a storyteller. My mother, my grandmother will have you just glued to mm-hmm. her you know mm-hmm. what i mean telling you stories from the south and some of them tall tale stuff but you know like the dog that followed people around and always said that's a fact that's a fact you know and you know it's not true <laughs> yeah. but it's fun to hear her tell it you uh-huh. know and something about a story that just pulls you in so uh being a, a person who naturally loves stories and and you know fell in love with the stories that were told to me i just it was just you know Became my thing. Mm-hmm. Tell to tell a story because I know the power of a story. I yeah. know that you know even whatever I said today, the stories will probably stick out.
0: Oh yeah, the most. I, I'm still thinking about the you know the the rule the note pinned to my heart, right? That yeah, it's there. yeah, yeah. You know, pin them to your heart and you won't forget it. And, yeah, and uh, and the boy running down the street with the yeah a little reggie. inhaler, little Reggie, yeah, L-
1: little Reggie, yeah. L- little Reggie, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What is one of the stories that
1: your family tells over and over and over? Oh, man. Okay, so my father, who now lives in South Carolina, my biological father, he and I have a great relationship, and we talk on the phone, and he tells childhood stories, some of the best stuff, like growing up, and and because I know where he grew up, you know, I lived in you know, where he lived, too, you know, in terms of where mm-hmm. he grew up. Even though he had moved away, my grandmother was still there. So I know when he says, when we went to Altgill Park, I know Altgale Park. And he said, you know how it is when you go up and, and you go down, there, and I know exactly what he's talking about, and I'm, I'm, I'm right there. He just told a lot of stories of just uh, what it was like to be a kid and growing up. And, and, and even though I've heard those stories, I kid you not, he could t- have told me a story last week of something that he'll tell it again, like if I talk to him today, it may come up again. It's like he's telling me all over for the first time. And it's always, it never gets old. I don't hmm. know why it's like that, but it just never gets old. I, I, I want to hear it again. He wants to tell it again. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'm trying to think, now, now I know your question was, what are some of the stories? Yeah. Can you think um, of one that your that your dad told us? That,
0: like, yeah. If, if you sat down today, what's the one
1: story you'd want him to tell again? Yeah. Oh, I love the story of when he went to go visit his father. In mm-hmm. Texas, I, I got a chance to visit him when I was 10, when he was in South Carolina for the first time. I got to go down to see him. I mean, I've seen him when he was in Chicago, but I got a chance to visit him when I was about 10 or 11. But he tells a story when he got a chance to see his dad for the first time, who was in Texas. And he said he met his his grandma. He drew a picture for her, but he didn't really draw it. He traced it. And he traced the picture, and he... I'm not I'm not telling it the way he would tell. I'm kind of just I'm just, I'm trying to get through it and not give you the whole of the way. It, you know <laughs> but, what I mean? Yeah, but basically it. it's it's a story where he traced a picture, yeah. But he gave it to her and she made such a fuss over it. Mm. And she said, ooh my grandbaby did this picture. My uh or my great-grand, you know, it might was a great grandma golden. I can't remember. I think it was a oh, no, grandma gold. And she said, "Oh, my grandson, he did this." Oh, look at he can Look at what he did. Look at what he did. He suspected that she might have known that he traced it, but he wasn't sure. But she kept going on about the picture, and they going on about the picture and then one and told all of her friends and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did it. He did it. This is it. And he kind of knew he traced it, you know. Mm-hmm. So then she came to him one day she, and she had a piece of construction paper. She said, "Would you draw that picture for me again?" <laughs> <laughs> so now you probably suspecting <laughs> that she uh Yeah but what he did was now that I think I get him and I know why I love to hear the story I'm getting emotional right now just thinking about it he said oh boy now I gotta really draw this picture he couldn't trace it because it was construction paper he told me he said son I took my time and I looked at every detail I did a lot of erasing you know just trying to get it. Mm -hmm. But but I took my time and I just watched and I drew it he said I couldn't believe it I actually drew that picture wow and uh he said I showed it to her and even he could see that she kind of was like wow and he was so proud of himself and she was so proud of him but what he learned and what I do with the story when I when I tell that story is that we never know what's really inside of us and sometimes because we don't really know or believe what we have inside of us we trace yeah we trace what this person is doing we trace what that person is doing I can't draw that but I can trace it but then we're put to a test sometimes and then and being put to the test, uh, it's greatness, mm-hmm. you know, that, that comes mm-hmm. out that we didn't even know. You know, mm-hmm. you, you follow me, yeah, I follow so, you. Yeah, it's um, it's not polished right now. the way I would no, tell it. it's great, and it's, but,
0: it's something but, we're trying, you know, because we hear that here a lot. Oh, I'm not a storyteller, as we're doing the storytelling project. Yes, right? like <laughs> my stories aren't that exciting. Like I can't tell it like Leslie can. You right, know, right? But everybody's got those stories in them. Yeah, like and e- even the the stuff you tell us. Like a lot of it's just normal stuff, right, yeah that's it Is it <laughs> everyday stuff? <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. it's just you finding the meaning in it, yeah, uh, you're thinking about it, you're polishing it, yeah. uh, as a story,
1: and uh, everybody's got those. yeah everybody's got those, yeah, you're right. that's yeah. a perfect a perfect example, yeah, 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 no. And then I started asking myself, you know even even though I know this is my thing and this is what I do, but because the story is so meaningful to me that my father did that, I said, what areas of my life? Have I been tracing what I could probably draw, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I keep my eyes open, and I allow myself to be challenged in new ways where I wouldn't have probably had I not been focused in, you know, and in, in tune with, with with the message of that I got from his story. Uh, I would have just said, Ah, that's not me, <laughs> you know. But yeah. now I said, No, maybe it's not me. But let me let me find out it's not me, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Let me go for it. You know, and I think that's real. I mean, there's a, it's a lot. There's a few little lessons you can teach in there, but I mean, I think this just man, I got something in me. You know, didn't even know it till it was put to the test. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I do a lot of repeating too. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's a preacher great. in me. I do. Yeah. <laughs> no. But <no, go> <laughs> we
0: appreciate it, man. Yeah. Well, thanks for sitting down with us here today. Oh yeah. Um, I think we've got uh, the Holy Family benefit coming up soon too, Absolutely. isn't it?
1: It's November. Um, November. And I think it's the, not sure have it on, t- I think it's the 16th. Okay. Don't quote me on that, but yeah, around, okay. around that time, if yeah. not the 16th. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I think um, uh, my wife and I are planning to be there. I think the first time that we've been there, we're fairly new in the church here. So looking forward to that evening. Good stuff, man. Joining you guys there. Yeah. Um, well, thank you again so much and loved hearing all your stories today. Thank you. And for today, that's our story. Now, what's your story? This is my story. This is my song, praising my Savior all the day long, praising my Savior all the day long.